This episode of Weekly Regular is brought to you by WeeklyRegular.com. Brandon, what is WeeklyRegular.com? WeeklyRegular.com is a website, Asan. Yeah, what can you find there? You can find, well, first and foremost, you can find uh, some pretty attractive pictures of the both of us. Are the pictures attractive or are we attractive in the pictures? Uh, we've been getting a lot of comments about the pictures. I'm kind of unclear uh, myself if we are the attractive ones or if the photos themselves are the attractive ones. So I guess, uh, listener, you'll have to be the judge. A wise man once said, it takes two to tango. So I believe that it's a little bit of both. The pictures are <laughs> attractive and us. Let's hope. In this metaphor, we are tango tango dancers the, the pick the concept of a photograph <laughs> uh well fortunately for us there's not just photos there's also some text mm-hmm. on the website um there's also every episode of the weekly regular podcast is there uh is there as well as uh every sketch we've ever put out that's true every sketch we've ever done is is on that website for free right now there's a it's a low number but uh they're all there yep uh, depending on when you listen to this, if you yes, listen to this yeah. a year from now, there might be a lot more. Who knows? Uh, if you're just finding this podcast and we're famous and have a, a show on Comedy Central, well, then pay no attention to what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, weeklyregular.com. Go there and look at our faces. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Brandon. Hi, my name is Asan. How you doing, Asan? I'm good, Brandon. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, just in in full summer mode. Yeah, I, got, I see that. I you got flip flops on. on. Yeah, um, breaking my cardinal rule, wearing flip flops in public. Uh-huh. Uh, well, my cardinal rule is actually uh, no pajama pants in public. That's a. Uh, no, I think the flip flops should be higher on that list. Flip flops are higher than yeah, pajama pants because pajama pants, like you can go to the store and pajama pants, and people are like, oh, I get it. He's just running to the store to get some. Well, if you're in college, maybe. No, man. If you're not in college, if you're a grown ass man and you're wearing pajama pants while you're doing your grocery shopping, well, see, you have the get out of shame free card because you have a small child. No, so you could go to the grocery store wearing anything as long as you're pushing a kid <laughs> in the stroller. That guy is exhausted. I get it. I'm gonna cut him some slack. Yep. Yeah, it would be worse for you. It's 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 weird how like when when mothers have their children like in public, it's just like oh everything is as it should be, and then when <laughs> she's like do, she's doing her best, and when uh uh and no no I think it's oh, I think oh, it's oh. worse, I think it's worse. People are like you know it's that's what it should be. It's that's the usual, and then if their kids are out of control, it's like get it together, lady. <laughs> but like when like guys have their kids, they're like they're heroes all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, it's like true, hey, actually. I just want to tell you, it's really great you doing what you're doing. <laughs> Like what? The thing my wife does all the time? <laughs> the thing that I'm just am responsible for doing half of? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. It, it is funny. And your kids like wilding out and throwing stuff all over the floor and they're like, oh, boys will be boys. Am I right? <laughs> At least he has a strong father figure. <laughs> when it's your wife, it's like, get it together, Faith. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, what'd you do this week? Um... What did I do this week? I was in the mountains for a week, uh, working. I was gonna say you sound relaxed. You sound like you've been in a mountain retreat. I am. Week. I'm not. I'm not relaxed. I'm very. Uh, I think what you're hearing is exhaustion. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, in the way they affect the voice is very similar, but uh, 
but my uh, my 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 emotions are not uh, affected the way I would be if I was uh, relaxed. Um, no, I was in the mountains. I was working. Uh, it was nice to be in the mountains. It's it's like ten degrees cooler up there than it is down here in yes. sunny Southern California. Um, so I was in the mountains uh, doing a uh, working doing a gig for like a week, and um, yeah, I'm I'm just real tired. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do this week? So that was fun. Uh, mountains are cool. Um, what did I do this week? Um, it's pretty much it, man. It's, it's been a, it's been a long week. Um, today as we record this. Oh, uh, we should say, uh, uh, this past week we, you and I both attended the, uh, various, uh, uh, sections oh, of yes. the Del Close Marathon at, at UCB uh, in LA for the first time. Yeah, for the first time, the Del Close Marathon is a it's an improv marathon. Thirty six consecutive hours of improv comedy. No, I think it's like fifty. Is it fifty? Yeah, it's like it starts Friday night and then it ends Sunday night. That's thirty six hours. That's more than that. That's three days is thirty six 30, hours, right? No, thirty six hours. You know how many hours are in a, in one day? Twenty four. Yeah. So do you know how many hours are in two days then? 48 yeah so 36 oh so maybe it's like 56 hours is what i'm thinking of yeah yeah that's how math no dude the first 48 is what you're thinking of (laughs) no the lower 48 states is what you're thinking of (laughs) is that a thing yeah people say that yeah the lower 48 states what are the other two the continental alaska and hawaii oh i've never heard that sorry dude i don't watch the (laughs) c-span Um, uh, yeah, so we went to Del Close. Uh, we went to a few shows and kind of hung out for the weekend. Um, this was our first one. Um, I had never been to the one in New York, neither of you. No. Uh, it was cool. Um, yeah, we're not cool enough to be like, it was so much better in New York, but because we don't know, (laughs) but (laughs) that's what some people are like. Yeah. (laughs) Although oddly, I still assume it was. No, <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, it was fun. Got to hang out with cool people, see some funny shows and yeah. and all that. It was, it was good. It was a good time. So I, I did that this week as well. Yeah. <clears throat> that was like an all day thing we mm-hmm. did. Um, it was a lot of, lot of laughing. Uh, lots of LOLs. Mm-hmm. Lots of laughter. Mm-hmm. That's what that stands for. Um, yeah. Um, today, as we record this, it is uh, the 4th of July. Yeah. Um, so happy fourth to all you Americans and to everyone else internationally. Happy day after the third of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just a, a regular July fourth. Yeah. Um, what are you doing for the fourth? Anything? Uh, this, and then I actually have a gig later. I'm I'm playing a gig in the afternoon. You got your patriotic music queued up. It's not a DJ gig. I'm playing oh. drums, so I don't have control over what we play. But, um. Yeah, no, it, it, I'm working, but you know, I'm not the most, um, uh, not the most patriotic guy. I mean, I what? Li- you're not, no, I like the fact that I live in America as opposed to a lot of other places. Yes. But, uh, I'm not the most, uh, I'm not the, I'm not because, because I enjoy a lot of the things about America that I'm not one of those people that because of that, I, I just am so amped to celebrate everything America stands for. Right. So especially um, with what's going on now, it's, yeah. uh, it's complicated. Yeah. So, uh, I don't really, I mean, I look at 4th of July as an opportunity to like, I'm not a huge fireworks guy. I just think any of these kind of holidays, especially like the patriotic holidays, I look at as an opportunity to like celebrate the fact that I can hang out with my buddies and, and eat ridiculous food. Yeah. 
So in that case, every day is like the 4th of July for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about your Velveeta recipe recently. Did we? Talking about ridiculous food. Yeah. With wow, the I love ridiculous butter, food. Adding butter and heavy whipping cream yeah, and sugar. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. No. That's crazy. Um, do, uh, wh- I mean, while we're here... <laughs> Should we should we get a couple political things out of the way? Uh, if if we want to, yeah. yeah. Let's the the heavy stuff. Yeah, I guess we can. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll do a small political segment where we'll talk about some lame stuff, and then we'll end the political se- segment with uh, I think a little bit of a of a smile. Um, uh, let's hope. Uh, the only thing I have really, um, that I I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh. For, as far as political stuff goes, is uh, did you hear about what happened in Portland with uh, the, I did, the yeah. journalist Andy No? Yeah. Um, so apparently there were. Uh, I don't know how much you know about this, but it there was were, like a Proud Boys. Uh, well, apparently in Portland there had been a lot of. Um, uh, from what I understand, there had been a lot of Antifa. Um, uh, what do you call them? Protests and things yeah. like that, marches and whatnot. And, um, uh, the mayor is, uh, very much in support of that activity, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, liberal demonstrations and protests and things like that. He, he doesn't, I mean, there's never been from the way it's been framed to me and the way I understand it, like he's kind of allows it to happen and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, uh, but because of this, uh, the the fringe right elements in Portland decided to take things into their own, hand, own hands and show up to some of these protests and counter protests. Yeah, and uh, it became violent. And yeah, it was like um, Proud Boys and Antifa mm-hmm. at the same. Yeah, yeah, the, the Proud Boys and, and the right fringe movements in Portland showed up to counter protesting Antifa protests. So things got violent. Um, there was a journalist there. Who, uh, who, who, who's being called uh, conservative in uh, a lot of the news outlets that I've seen reporting on this story? Um, from what I understand, he's not super conservative. Right. He just uh, criticizes the right and the left, you know, equally. Right. Um, which I guess makes you a conservative now. Um, and he apparently was. Uh, there's video. I haven't watched the video because I don't like watching stuff like that. Yeah. But I um, yeah, apparently he was punched in the face twice and kicked in the groin a couple times. Things were thrown at him and stuff like that. And he was taken to the hospital and, and, and everything like that. Um, yeah, man, I just, what, 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 what's your, what's your take on all this? What, what was your reaction to this? How have you, how's the story? Um, have you, how have you experienced this? I'm it other than, I don't have an opinion other than just that it sucks mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. And, it sucks that Proud Boys are so misunderstood. Yes, exactly. Thank you for understanding what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, it just sucks seeing because I saw the video, uh, and it just sucks seeing anyone treated like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, and um, I, I don't know. I like I'm I'm not with Proud Boys or Antifa, and so I I'm not gonna like choose a side. Mm-hmm. I just think the whole thing sucks. Yeah, I think, uh, so, man, uh, this type of violence and stuff against a journalist, I don't care what type of journalist he is, whether he runs Vox 
or is like the lead reporter at Infowars. Like one, there should be a sense of we like journalists are <laughs> I don't know, man, there's there's a there should be a sense of social decorum that should prohibit I mean, obviously, any kind of violence like this, but especially violence against a journalist yeah. who is there covering things, regardless of what he may have said or people think he may have, oh, he shouldn't have been there or he was he was provoking them by being there. Man, I don't care what he, he's a journalist. If journalists can go to, you know, the middle of war zones and have immunity there to a certain extent. Which is crazy that, like, <laughs> on both sides, we're like, no, no, don't shoot that guy. He's a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy that like in, in the, in, you know, in, in the most, you know, one would think the most like docile location in the United States being the Pacific Northwest, uh, like a journalist is getting attacked and kicked in the face by a bunch of strangers. Like nobody who has a personal issue with him. It wasn't like he tried to steal their car or, you know, it's just a perfect stranger. And I think there's a... There's a specific kind of person that I encounter online nowadays that Twitter and social media has enabled to or emboldened to be um, violent or very comfortable in being like. So you remember like remember those guys in high school were like they were kind of like they're smart asses and they're mean and, but remember that guy was like the outcast. Like people were like, man, that guy sucks. You know, mm-hmm. like now, like Twitter and social media rewards people for acting like that. Mm-hmm. And so on every side of, on either side of the spectrum politically, uh, there's people who, um, <laughs> who in, for all intents and purposes are cowards, like in real life, like they're like, they're these guys you see on like, uh, who get banned from Twitter every other week. And are right. and are because they did something that clearly should get them banned, but like they're like, "LOL, I got banned again." Ha ha ha! Isn't this funny? Like these, uh, it's it's this weird like sort of. They're typically like, they're typically in their early thirties to like early thirties to forties, and they're typically like white or some Latino like. Like it just these guys who like sit behind a computer. They used to just sit behind a computer. They were like mm-hmm. these guys who like would make all the you know they make all the memes and and these guys who are like endorse cop killing and like they're just these like Twitter warriors who like pick a side of the spectrum whether it's the right or the left and they like because they 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 choose one side or the other and like because of the identity they've now chosen like they they feel like they have to go to the extreme of of whatever side they're on Mm -hmm. and and if you were to walk up to any of these guys in a bar and be like hey man is there an issue like these guys are like they're cowards they're like but because They have Twitter and they have they feel like they have a voice. Now they can organize and assault people in large numbers. And it's just gross, man. Like yeah. it's it's just like who I don't know what it is about social media, and I'm sorry, we won't stay on this forever. It's a comedy podcast. But I don't know what it is about social media 
if there's like one thing or a million things, I don't know what it is about social media that it makes people think that like who that empowers people to like be assholes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, uh, Louis CK, uh, acknowledgement of, uh, that it's Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, I think it was Conan. It was some interview. Um, and he was talking about his kids mm-hmm. um, using social media and how, because you have the wall of it not being in person, right. it's way easier to just say like the meanest stuff to like tear people down because you have the wall of like, Oh, I'm just typing a texting. Like you would never say that to a person directly. Like I see people on Twitter who are like, They'll, they'll like, so I'll see people on Twitter or on Instagram who are like these like weirdo kind of like pseudo leftist guys who are like, man, if you see, if you see, you know, this insert conservative politician, you know, his name on the internet, if you see this person in real life, punch them or, yeah you know, throw a grenade or something stupid, like, I'm like, what? But you're the last person, and that's what's funny. It's like these people are the last people, and I'm not saying they should, but as someone who's online posting things like, oh, the only good cop is a dead cop and stuff like that, Mm, and trust me, man, I'm not not the number one fan of police or police culture. Um, I've had more bad interactions with police than good interactions, Uh, but these people who sit on a computer and on Instagram and they, and they post the wildest stuff, that's stuff that they would never in a million years do. The, the, the guys who's these guys, buttholes pucker up when they get pulled over in a traffic stop. Like they're not, you know what I mean? And I don't know. And, but the problem is like other people who are maybe, uh, not as, mentally stable see this type of stuff and think it's acceptable and they go out and do stuff like this and then when people get in large groups they they feel even more emboldened because when there's six of us against this one reporter who clearly doesn't want to be violent with anyone then we can just kick this guy's face in and i just i have a real problem with like people being hard on the internet and then like and then pretending to be hard in real life because they outnumber someone and just like what happened to just what happened to being peaceful? Like what happened right. to being intelligent? Like, I, I just don't, it's a real bummer, man. And it, it's a bummer because a lot of this is, is people who are aligning themselves, quote unquote, with the the left end of the political spectrum. Right. And the problem is <laughs> they, they're, they're claiming to do so. And so they're there. I mean, if you're if you're a liberal and you're standing up for liberal values, you should be the last person walking down the street with a crowbar attacking right. journalists. Right. And uh, I just think it's really it's really um, it's really unfortunate. Yep. And it was just really sickening. And I had a moment of like just reading that story and just I'm like, come on, man. Like. Right. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to bum me out so quickly. No, it's, it's, yeah, it sucks on both sides. No, there, no, there is no both sides. It just, it just sucks. Like there, the, the people who are willing to go out and, and jump a guy, there is no, there's no political, (laughs) there's no longer a political divide for those people. Like it's not, I hate when people say there's, oh, there's violence on both sides. There's no both sides anymore. I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm not trying to do that. No, I get what you're saying, but I, I think the wording is, I think the wording is, we should be careful. I think the wording is important because 
there's nothing political about this. Yeah. Like, and I think I think that should be the takeaway because there's going to be people on the right who say, "Oh, look at these crazy leftists." There's going to be people on the left who defend these people and say, "Well, the the these these are just liberals, you know, standing up against uh, alt right violence." No, man, there's nothing political about this. This, this is, is sex. This is assholes from the internet. Gav- on uh, uh, regardless of what they vote for, these are assholes on the internet who meet in public to be violent right. and that has no political affiliation right. <laughs> that is just the the worst dudes in society being the worst dudes in society yeah. and that's what it is yeah. and it's really unfortunate that we li- it's 2019 and this is this is what we're doing with our time right is we're we're going to downtown portland and we're beating up journalists like it's like what yeah. what are we, what are we doing like you can't find anything better, better to do than, yeah. than to put on black gloves and throw milkshakes at people. Right. Like, what are we doing? These guys are losers. I don't know, man. It's, it's just crazy. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, did you have anything else political? I thought you said, or no. Oh, I mean, there's just, I mean, this is a, this is a real, real uh, upper episode. Yeah. Uh, just the stuff going on. People are on their treadmill. Like, dang, this, <laughs> this is not what I, it's not what I expected this morning. I'm really trying to, <laughs> People on their Peloton bikes, like Jesus. I'm gonna put on some Sia. <laughs> um, uh, just the stuff going on at the border, and oh, the stories yeah. coming back, and it's yeah. And I don't have a lot to say about it either. Maybe you do, um, but yeah, that that also like objectively is really terrible. I don't have anything to say about it because it, I think the way the um, United States. The, the just the overall brokenness of, of immigration due to how little we how little we choose as a country to, to care about mm-hmm. um, other people that don't live here, um, I think is just it's so evident to everyone. And in the same way that like climate change is evident to everyone who's not trying to be willfully ignorant to it. Right. So it's like there's only so much shouting into the sky you can do about it, you do about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't want to beat a dead horse with that. Um, but uh, another slightly political uh, headline that is much more pleasant. Uh, so the last week we talked about the the orchestrators of the gay pride or the straight pride, oh, straight excuse pride. me, straight pride uh, event in Boston. Oh yes, uh, so let's ap- bring it back up. This is this is <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So um, apparently the organizers of the straight pride. Um, event that's scheduled in Boston were receiving um, strange envelopes um, uh, much like people have received strange envelopes containing all kinds of things. Anthrax. Anthrax and all that kind of stuff. uh, When it was revealed that these envelopes were full of glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is just just great. That's that's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that should be a new tactic for anyone who's ignorant right just send them an envelope full of glitter <laughs> because it's like <laughs> it's so funny because it at first you're like oh my gosh this is an, an envelope full of anthrax what do we so you like take it really seriously yeah and then uh it's glitter so it's partially like um uh kill them with kindness kind of a thing mm-hmm. you're like oh it's just glitter but then also if you open it up and it's glitter everywhere that's actually super annoying so <laughs> yeah <laughs> glitter does not come out um yeah that's 
That's really goes funny. from a, like a really intense life or death situation to like, oh, this is actually kind of kind to like, oh, actually, you still got him. Good job. Um, yeah, I just think that's perfect. I think it's so. Yeah, it's so effective and funny and just. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, just when you, it's like it's it's almost like the LGBTQ community is like saying, just when you thought we were going to stoop to your level. We're definitely not. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you guys are still jerks. Right. <laughs> um, that's really good. Uh, that's really funny. Oh, man. Um, yeah. All right. So, moving out of politics. Ooh, boy. This has been Political Corner Weekly Regular. Um, here's, a good, here's a good transition out of that. All right. Uh, it's, it's semi-political, but not really. All right. Did you hear about the Dalai Lama this week? Uh no I'm 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 not up to date with my Dalai Lama news. Okay, what's going on? Let's go to the Dalai Lama corner. All right. Um, the Dalai Lama had an interview. I don't remember who the who the person was. Um, it was a woman who was interviewing him, and the, the interview covered a bunch of stuff. The Dalai Lama's a man. The Dalai Lama's a man. Do you know anything about the Dalai Lama? I know the Dalai Lama is like, uh, there's like, when the Dalai Lama dies, a new one is picked. Yes. And it's it's Buddhist. Yes. Okay. And so it's Buddhist. And it, do they think the Dalai Lama is like the reincarnated Buddha? Buddha. I don't know if it's specifically reincarnated Buddha, but it's like the Dalai Lama, like the Pope of Buddhism. It, it basically, yeah. yeah. I don't know that it's um, yeah. I don't know that it's directly like Buddha, but it is. The idea is there's I forget the name, and I should have looked this up. But there's another um, accompanying. Uh, ranking person like the Dalai Lama who's tasked with finding the next Dalai Lama. Who is that person? Like the Nick Fury of Buddhism? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so when I this will, Dalai I Lama talk dies... To you about the, uh, yeah, I want exactly. to talk to you about the Dalai Lama initiative. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, when this Dalai Lama dies, it's like the something else Lama. Um, he then, because it's a, it's a guy right now, uh, that person... Has it ever has been to, a woman? I don't think so. I don't think we've ever had a female Dalai, Dalai Lama, which is it's time. This so this is the transition here. So in this interview, wait, the Dalai Lama is transitioning. <laughs> no, into, oh no, I'm sorry, that was poorly chosen words. No, that'd um, have been rad. Uh, so this is the on the opposite end of the spectrum. The Dalai Lama said uh, that if his successor is a female, he'll live forever. <laughs> It's like, no. man, this is a bad guy. <laughs> no. Well, well, it's 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 getting there. Uh-oh. He said that if uh, his successor is female, and he's like, that'd be cool, but it's important that she be attractive. So wait, that... Wait. So that... What does this guy look like? <laughs> he's not attractive. The Dalai Lama, not at all. Have, um, have they ever picked, like, a young, handsome Dalai Lama? Like uh, in well, he's been the Dalai Lama for a while. Since yeah. when? Since um, how old? I don't know. But as long as I've been alive, it's been the same dude. So for at least 30 years. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah. And so he said, uh, like, she needs to be attractive. Otherwise, people won't listen to what she has to say. You know, it's funny. Like, unfortunately, he's not totally wrong. But also, like, do people really like are people really clamoring for Dalai Lama news? <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are people right. like, man, let's see what the Dalai Lama has to say about this. I guess the billions of Buddhists are. <laughs> yes. Yes. In America, he's more of a. Uh, he's not really a sex symbol here. <laughs> is, is, is the Dalai Lama a sex symbol in the Buddhist community? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, does their scale of hotness go from one to Dalai, Dalai Lama? Lama? 
Well, he's still Dalai Lama, but he's uh, he's a pretty good looking guy. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the the dictator? No, the Sasha Baron Cohen movie. No, in that in that movie, uh, the his subject his subjects in the country he rules over. Uh, like his name is Al Adin, which is funny because it's like Aladdin. But uh, yeah. he, he, he changes multiple words in the in the English language to just Al Adin. Okay. So like the word for like the joke is like the word for good and the word for bad in their like province is Al Adin. Okay. But like it's just funny because like you could have a scale of like one to Dalai Lama. I don't know. There's a joke, and there's like a connection in there somewhere. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, let's. It's been a long week. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long week. Um, I have one tech. I got a couple tech things, Um, and then we got. I know you probably want to talk about Spider Man a little bit. Yeah. Um. Um. There's. I have one other movie. Let's let's do news. News. Let's continue with news. News before we go to tech. Okay. I don't have any news. News. I have movie news. I have some news. News. Oh wait, I have one news. News thing. It's science news. Um. You do you do your news? Yeah, because this is like news. News is like is like evening. You know, evening. Yeah, Tonight. Yes. Uh. So, did you hear about the New Jersey couple that rented a jet ski? Jet ski in Barbados. No. There's a New Jersey couple that rented a jet ski in Barbados. Oh. Okay. And they wrote this whole story. Yeah, that's it. No, they wrote they rode off into the sea after renting the jet ski, and they have not been found. Okay, so they died. Well, I mean, yeah, the search went on for three days, and. That no one's been able to find. What them. what um, country you said? Barbados. Barbados. Like Caribbean. Yeah. A lot so of like anything could have happened to them. I mean, they're pr- probably drowned. But like, what? They so, rode off into the ocean. Well, so but my thing is like, what makes people? Um, what make as a white guy, you might be able to speak into this. Like, what makes people want to do stuff like that? Like, get on a jet ski and ride out into the ocean. Like, that, to me, that, like, I, so, I, you know, I think a jet ski might be cool to ride on. But, I've ridden on a jet ski before but there's nothing, in a lake. There's, that's fun. But there's nothing, like, there's nothing in me that's like, you know what I should do with this jet ski is ride off so far that no one can see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I think it probably started as like, oh, jet skis are cool. Oh, cool. Barbados, this will be fun. Cool. Let's go out a ways. Oh, it'll be cool. And it'll just be us in the ocean. And then I think um, people, like we get so comfortable with uh, uh, being around people and feeling safe. Like in modern no, society, no, no, there's let's, a lot let's of... Let's clarify. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like, I mean like physical safety. There's a lot of uh, like structures and like we have regulations for cars and whatever yeah uh and so then you forget sometimes like the ocean if you just go out far enough in the ocean like people forget we live on a planet yeah like, like you're just gonna get lost <laughs> like and, where there's wilderness and, right. and stuff <laughs> and no one's gonna help you there's not like a you're not gonna have cell reception out there especially with the ocean so like there's been many times like when i was a kid like we'd go to the beach and uh um Mute that phone, man. Sorry, man. We'd go to the beach and, like, we'd be playing with, like, a little, like, wiffle ball or something like that. And, like, someone throws it a little too hard and it, like, goes over your head a few feet. And, like, it's literally, it's the ball's in the ocean. It's it's on the surface of the water. It's only 10 feet away. But, like, by the time you try to get to it, the current has taken it so far away, it's, like, impossible. So, 
why would people think that wouldn't happen with a jet ski? So like, because well, I'm jet sure ski, what happened. You got an engine, so like, you know, we'll just we'll just come back. <laughs> but I'm sure what happened is like they maybe hit some rough water, and one yep. of them or both of them fell off, and. <laughs> they tried to swim back to the jet ski, but you know how currents work. That jet ski is probably long gone. Yeah, and then they probably, I mean, drowned eventually or froze or. Well, it's Barbados. The water is probably pretty warm, consistent. Yeah. So maybe sharks. Although I looked this up recently, so I have this this trivia, oh, um, right, ready to go. Because um, I was uh, in a hot tub or taking a bath or something, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is amazing. This feels so good." How long could I stay in here? Mm-hmm. And so I Googled it. And I was like, how long can a human stay submerged in water? Instead of just enjoying the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to keep this going. How long can I stay in here? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your, your fingers get all wrinkly and whatever. Uh, it's like around 10 days, mm-hmm. your skin starts to break down. Yeah. So, I mean, they so far they've only been missing for like four days. So... So they're pruny for sure. They're pruny, but they pruny probably, at best, dead at worst. And I don't know how long life jackets work. Do they just work indefinitely? Yeah. Oh well, then. So they probably they. I mean, I mean just they still could have drowned if like the water was rough enough. Yeah. Um, and they they could have frozen or not frozen. That's the wrong word. They could have gotten like hypothermia. Hypothermia, yeah. like overnight. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Well, some fishermen will find them in a couple days and it'll be gross. Yes. Okay. Um, Let me see. Japan. Speaking of the ocean. Okay. Japan. 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 uh, (laughs) They uh, bumps up right to the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually surrounded by ocean. Uh, Is it an island? Mm -hmm. Is the United States an island? No, because it's connected to the the central. uh, uh, I mean, we have trying to say you mean Mexico and Canada. Yeah. On the top as the pants and hat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, is is or beard and hat depending on how you want to look at that's it. true um what's the like the size threshold for an island because technically the entire continent <laughs> of the americas is an island right i know we don't call that's not considered an island i don't know what the size threshold like the is the island of africa Does i that think count? no but i think australia is considered an island is it yeah which the island is of australia that sounds right a country and a continent and an island yeah but it's it's small so we're like no yeah, I, I would. I wonder what's like the size cut off. But anyway, that's not what the story was. I'll Google it. Um, Japan uh, has resumed commercial whaling after thirty years. Really? Yeah, which is weird. That is weird. They're just like we don't care anymore. Or right. I I didn't read the article to see if there was some like reason that they gave to why they're doing huh. it, but they are doing well, it. That's interesting. It's kind of a bummer. Whales, it is. Whales are like almost human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, very smart. Let's see what else. Whales are crazy, too. I follow some Instagram accounts where it's like all ocean life. Mm-hmm. Man, there's a bunch of crazy videos out there. Um, did you feel that earthquake today? Um, I didn't. What? Where were you? Okay, so I just earlier today, because it's 4th of July today, uh-huh. um, we went over to my mother-in-law's place. Uh, and in her complex, they have a pool. So we're in the mm. pool. And maybe it was because of that. I think it happened while we were in the pool. Because then Probably. we came out. And well, we yeah, had all these texts from like family. If you're in the water, you wouldn't feel it because it's like a it's like gyroscopic for not gyroscopic. Well, kind of. 
If tectonic? You're like, if you're floating while the ground is moving, if you're floating in water while the ground is moving, I don't think you'll feel it. Yeah, I was like expecting like, to effect. see the water move or something. but No, I, I, I don't think it would have been strong enough to make like the water move. You know? Right, so this is what I was but confused it was, about. It was strong enough. Like, sev- like a lot of things shook in here, like the windows, hmm. the TV was wobbling. Yeah, because people, I saw people post about it and they're like, whoa, super crazy. It wasn't a particularly... And I had no idea it happened. It wasn't the strongest earthquake I felt, but it was definitely the longest earthquake I felt. Okay. It went on for, for almost a full minute, which doesn't sound like a long time. Um, no, but just think about yeah. like when you're having sex. Like a minute is... A, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's forever, right? <laughs> right, guys? Right? But just imagine if like... Here's how here's how I describe the length of an earthquake, and I'm making this up right now. If I were to just shake this table violently, like... Imagine me doing it, right? Just like this real quick. Imagine me doing that for a minute straight while you counted to 60. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yes, that would be very So long. it was pretty crazy. It was like, at first, because uh, I'm in an apartment that's like above a parking garage. Yeah. And at first I didn't know it was an earthquake because like it was just like a slight, wa- like kind of like wobbling. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're like, if there's like a big truck or something underneath here, like someone's moving or something. Um, but then it like started to get a little bit more like stronger and then it kept going for like a minute. I was like, oh, this is an earthquake. See, it's crazy because like you ex- really experienced it and other people really experienced it. And I'm still not convinced that it's not all an elaborate prank on me. <laughs> like everyone's lying to you. There was nothing. Guys. There's your narcissism showing <laughs> that everyone cares about your personal experience so much that they're willing like, to coordinate this, this, you know, this huge lie. It's like the Truman Show, man. That's like when people who think the earth is flat, like there's only like maybe a couple thousand people who really think the earth is yeah. flat. So, I mean, it's, it's, it has to be narcissism to Including think that. Including B.O.B. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of famous people. Kyrie Irving is one other one. But like, think about the narcissism narcissism that says the people, whoever whoever is constructing this elaborate conspiracy cares so much about the personal experience of just a couple thousand people that they're willing that they're willing to spend generations and millions of dollars and all this time just to construct an elaborate ruse to fool me and a thousand of my friends on Facebook. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it doesn't just, make sense. Oh, man. It's crazy. Actually, the only person that would um, care that much about a prank that small is me. <laughs> uh, because I go uh, way too far on elaborate pranks like that. Um, I don't but, like pranks. I don't like uh, I don't like pranks. I don't like being surprised. I don't I don't like that. I get angry. OK, that's good to know. Yeah. I'll go ahead and cancel your surprise party. Thank you. Um, all right. We can move on into, uh, we can go to tech news. Okay. I got a science thing to science. pivot us okay, into go tech. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, so there's a, a Netherlands startup called Space Life Origin. It's a terrible name. Um, and, okay. So here's the headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, their mission to become, quote, the first company that will make human reproduction in space safely possible has been put on pause. Wait, say it again. Okay, so the Netherlands startup Space Life Origin, their mission to become the first company that will make human reproduction in space safely possible, that has been put on pause. Okay. Fortunately, I have the breakdown of what they were planning. Why why, why has it been put on pause? Uh, For safety concerns, for ethical concerns. Oh, okay. Um, Here's what they were trying to do. Um, 
they had three missions. The first mission, called Mission Arc, should they choose to accept should it, they choose to accept it, would be to send sperm and eggs into low Earth orbit mm-hmm. um, inside satellites uh, to prove that they could be preserved in the harsh environment of space. Uh, and so they're just they're just taking sperm and eggs up there, bringing them back, and then like analyzing them. That's phase one. Just in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I think that the science of that checks out, um, and it's the most economical choice. Dude, it's so. ziplocked. What's there not to understand about it's, it? It's a vacuum it's also, seal. It's also brought to you by Ziploc. Yeah. Um, the second mission, which was called Mission, it's crazy that Ziploc is a brand name and not a type of bag. Yeah. You know. Like well, it's like it's like, like Kleenex. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that. Sorry. That's okay. It's throwing thunder. Um, the second mission, which was going to be called Mission Lotus, was about conceiving a child in space. But wait, don't get too excited. Nice. It nice. was by sending reproductive cells into orbit into what they called a space embryo incubator. And after four days, the embryos would come back to Earth, be implanted in their mothers for birth. So that was going to happen in 2021. Wait, wh- why? So what are they trying to prove by doing that? They just wanted to like do reproductive stuff in space. I don't know why. But here's phase three. Phase three is the craziest. This, this is this is post Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, phase three, right? <laughs> yes, Marvel. So this phase is what three. they're this is what they plan to do after the release of Guardians of the Galaxy two. <laughs> um, yes, the third mission, dubbed Mission Cradle. Would have launched in 2024. Cradle to the grave. (laughs) DMX is involved. (laughs) All right, so the plan is to take Jet Li and DMX, send them into space, and and get one of them pregnant. (laughs) What? Well, it's not far from that. Well, it is far from that, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, you're thinking of Spider-Man Far From Home (laughs) is what you're thinking of. We'll talk about that in a little bit, though. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the company was going to send a pregnant woman into space in order to give birth in space mm-hmm. in zero gravity for the first time in history. Um, and th- they said the mission would last from 24 to 36 hours and that the woman would be accompanied by a trained world-class medical team. And so anyway, they've scrapped it for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, man, that's, no one wants to give birth in a snow globe. Right. Like, dude, have you ever seen, like, have you ever seen, well, you've seen a childbirth. Like, and and that- doing that in zero gravity, <laughs> I can't think of a worse idea. Also, I can't think of any woman who would be like, yeah, I'll jump in a rocket right now. Let's let's do this up there. I mean, you can Great. you can already give birth in zero G. Just have a water birth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not quite zero G, but isn't mostly. It? I thought water was zero. There's zero gravity. And like when you're fully submerged in like buoyant. Mm, uh, no. If you're neutrally buoyant. We're getting really well. That's what I'm saying. Like you could do, you could do a zero g birth in water on Earth. Yeah, but I mean, humans float, so we're positively buoyant. Well, not not. You have to become like when you scuba dive. You know, you got to like regulate and like regulate the pressure. You could do it. Let's do it. You get your wife pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Is she ovulating? What's her schedule? Do you have it in your phone? Um, I uh, my phone is it, dead. Is it, ah, is it, is it a, a monthly reminder marked jackpot? <laughs> <laughs> or or depending, if you don't want another kid, it's called danger zone. <laughs> exactly. That's, so like the alarm tone is. Oh, I was just the danger That's what I wake up to in the morning. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I right, calm down. She's, um, she's like, uh, honey, do you want to uh, want to get a sitter for tonight? You're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. As Danger Zone's playing in the background. 
She's like, what is that? You're like, nothing, gotta go. You're playing video games. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, space, what is it called? Space origin? Space life origin. It's scrapped uh, for obvious reasons. X-Men origins Wolverine is what you're thinking of. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what's next? Uh, you said you had tech news, right? Tech news. Hit me with it. Okay. Do you know who Johnny Ive is? I don't expect Johnny you to. Johnny what? Johnny Ive. Ive? Like I-V-E? I-V-E. No, I don't know who that is. Um, he is the lead design guy at Apple and has been for uh, like 20 years. Oh, okay. So he's, so he, yeah. So he's had some ups and downs. Uh, so, so he is the guy who is responsible for the product, the physical product design of all of Apple's products for the past like 20 years. Right. Um, so anyway, he is leaving the company mm. and he's going to start his own design firm. Oh, okay. Um, which Apple is going to hire him for. But oh. apparently there's a lot of internal headbutting going on. And so he's out. Yeah, I get that. So we may see uh, some different designs coming in the next few years. No, not only mean not if they hire him. Well, I know, but oh. as a uh, hiring him out instead of having him be the in-house guy, mm-hmm. um, I think they'll be, they'll like take his ideas into consideration. But I feel like they're probably not gonna i think i think it sounds more like a power move for him yes. where he can decide which of the apple products he wants to work on and which ones he doesn't right rather so than having to ugly. spend more time like because if i was him i probably wouldn't want to spend much more time designing new iP- ipads right <laughs> how can we charge people another two grand for an iPad that can't get any better. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of peaked. And same thing with the phone. Okay, it's all screen now. Now what? Um, better speakers. Yeah, we did that. Um, better battery life. No, nobody wants A better that. camera. Okay. Uh, how do we improve upon... Our cameras are essentially perfect. How do we improve it? Add another one. <laughs> Three cameras. <laughs> yeah, no. Add another one. Cool, we have two cameras. Now what? You know what would Add be, another one. You know what would be cool is if they, could, if they did like... Like a binary binary camera system, and you could shoot in 3D. That'd be sick. Um, there are phones that have uh, been released that can do that. Like two binary cameras in the same phone yeah. that can shoot in 3D. So the the Amazon Fire Phone, which is a very short lived. No, but they should do it on an iPhone. Because <laughs> I don't want to want a non iPhone. Uh, Come also, on, man. do you know Red cameras? Yeah. They, yeah, man. Okay. Cool. Okay, we're speaking the same what do you language. Think I am? We're speaking the same language. Uh, they released a smartphone that was very poorly reviewed. That was oh, some kind no. of 3D display thing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, I guess it was kind of similar to the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So pretty gimmicky and not great. Like it couldn't even make like calls. <laughs> uh, the camera was apparently. Just okay on it. It yeah. wasn't like amazing. Which and is, they're a camera company, <laughs> right? Well, but but I'm making full size digital cameras is not quite the same as developing f- cameras for phones. I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's if like that's assuming, what you're known for. That's like be. That's like that's like assuming a mechanic like would be really good at making model cars. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's the same like concept, but like. <laughs> The practicality of it is, yeah, it's very different. (laughs) Um, Yesterday, uh, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and Messenger were all down. Yeah. uh, Intermittently throughout the day. What Um, happened? uh, They said there was like a bug in routine maintenance or whatever. Um, On Mm. top of that, Twitter DMs were not working. Oh, Um, man. 
So I so many so many women were so relieved yesterday. <laughs> so many women just a day woke, off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finally. So many women woke up and were like, "Man, I'm not getting harassed. This is tight." <laughs> Facebook messengers down, Twitter DMs down, Instagrams down. So many women woke up and were like, "Is this what it's like to be a man every day?" <laughs> yes, it's like that every day. It's so tight. The only, yeah, yes, exactly. The only, the only comments and like f- correspondence on social media they saw was like positive stuff because the DMs were all <laughs> right. like, "What? I normally never see these." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What did you do with all your free time yesterday? <laughs> I didn't. I was working, so I didn't. I didn't. I was in the mountains, so I really didn't even notice because uh-huh. I didn't have much service up there anyway, so I'm not really on my phone when I'm up there. Um, so I didn't really notice. I did notice when I got back down the mountain and, like, none of the pictures on my feed would load. It was just, like, that, like, loading right. arrow thing. And uh, so I realized it was down, but I really didn't miss it too much because I was off the grid, as they say. Ooh. How, how was your life? I know you're, like, a, a tech fanatic. Well, I, um, without going into too much detail... Uh, I run the social media for a, a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a post, a couple posts that were scheduled to go out and they went out and then I was like double checking to make sure like everything was fine and then like reply to comments and whatever. And it wasn't working. Uh, and I was like, what happened? And I thought it was my fault. And so I was like, so I was Googling things like what's happening. And it was like, yeah, it's not working for people. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm in the clear. And so then I went to Twitter cause I was like, well, I have to do something. And Twitter was mostly working, but again, my DMS, <laughs> you know, you know, me and my Twitter DMS. Um, so then the crazy thing is the internet is so, uh, segmented now it's like facebook if facebook is down that's facebook instagram messenger all of that Mm -hmm. twitter's its own thing uh google is its own thing so youtube was was working that was fine Mm -hmm. uh but amazon they have a bunch of servers so if amazon ever goes down which they actually had issues i think a few months ago like if if amazon ever goes down like a building blew up yeah right Well, someone was assassinated. (laughs) Amazon has web servers that a lot of websites are hosted on and they they rent from. So if Amazon servers go down, like half the Internet is. Oh, okay, That's crazy. There's only like four or five uh, companies that control. You know what they should start doing? And I'm sure Elon Musk has thought about this. They should start building um, uh, Internet servers that are that are in space, like in orbit, you know? Hmm. Because that'd be much easier to cool them up there. Because I know that's like a big cost for internet servers is like cooling. So there's like, there's, I was talking, I have a buddy, his name is Drew. Shout out to Drew. His brother, his brother works for JPL and was talking about a lot of this because he's a software engineer for them. Uh And uh, um, his name is, uh, his first and last name and his address is. No, um, but he was telling us about how like, um, uh, essentially like all around the world, there's like these, um, uh, cooling stations like so yeah. like at every like big networking station or like uh, what do you call them what, what are they called that we were just talking about uh, like a server, server big yeah. server stations like a huge part of the the building is like the cooling system yeah because they're like there's so much computing going on that they gets really really hot and so a lot of them are like these big cooling stations and some of them are like housed underwater and stuff like that but imagine if you can house them in orbit 
where it's like infinitely cool and you know what I mean? The only problem with that is mm-hmm. maintenance is impossible. Right. But but with AI, uh, it, with AI in the not so distant future, you could have AI that is like a, it's like a self-repairing system. So any kind of internal sort of computing errors that happen, the, it could fix itself without having to send a guy with a toolbox up there, you know? I don't really understand how AI works, but I'll just go ahead and roll with that. that I mean, it's, that it's, AI will fix it. Essentially, <laughs> AI is magic to, to all of us. Just AIs. AIs, you know. It's kind of like gamma in like the 70s. Right. It's gamma radiation. Nah, it's just gamma. So it's AI, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> don't ask too many questions. Um... Uh, other than that, the only other news thing I have is uh, there's been a couple announcements about the live action uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. You see that? I did. I posted about it. Um, I did see, see you post about that. Uh, uh, I thought it was that Halle Berry was um, cast as Ariel, but it's Halle <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Halle Berry? That would have been a whole different movie. Right. Um, Halle Bailey. Uh, and I'm not familiar with, she's a singer, right? Uh huh. I think it's pronounced Haley. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. She's she's in a group with, uh, this girl named Chloe, Chloe and Haley, I think is their name of their group. And they're, um, they're a group that signed, uh, they, they got, they were discovered by Beyonce and like signed a record deal through Beyonce and stuff like that. So they're like a Beyonce artist. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they're really talented. They both sing and play multiple instruments and are really, really good. I didn't know she acts, or maybe she doesn't, and this is her first role. But um, I could see where this kind of makes sense, because I could see how this kind of deal could happen with Beyonce agreeing to do Lion King. Right. Yeah, she's like kind of, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of thing. Give my girl a shot. Um, Yeah. It can't hurt to have a Beyonce blessing when doing another big Disney movie. Yeah, it can't. No way. Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy has been cast as Ursula. Is that for real? Um, I think, well, so it's it's not like officially, I don't think, announced, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, that's like their number one pick. I hope it's good, man. Um, I love Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I think she's hilarious. I just watched, have you seen the movie Spy? Yeah. It's really uh, funny. Just watched that movie again the other night. Uh, Jason Statham is really funny He's in that movie. so funny. He's that movie. really funny. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Uh, but so anyway, Twitter was a buzz about um, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula um, and other people <laughs> called out like, hey, I think a better option would be to cast Lizzo as Ursula. That would have been cool. Um, but can she act? Well, so here's what happened. <laughs> you can't have two non-actors in the main roles. <laughs> you can maybe get away with one. So Lizzo then posted a video of herself in full Ursula makeup. Really? Is yes. it good? Did she sing one of the songs? It's, I mean, she clearly did the makeup herself. Oh. Uh, and like her skin's purple and she's got like a white wig on and mm-hmm. um, she's in like full character. Uh, she would make a pretty good Ursula. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, but with CGI, anybody could. That's true. I mean, if it's going to look like Aladdin, <laughs> like <laughs> half CGI. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't think they're too concerned about, well, how's this person going to look in the, in the makeup? Right. Especially because Ursula is like. She's like a octopus half, bottom yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Which I'm super into. <laughs> um, no, I think that's cool. I think uh, I think Melissa McCarthy's a great choice. I think she's funny and charming, but you know, could be mean. I could imagine. Yeah, and, yeah let's do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll be. In- I'll be interested to see. I mean, there's not too. Uh, from what I remember of, and this is not a slight to Haley, uh, but from what I remember of 
uh, Little Mermaid. There's not a whole lot to Ariel in terms of like, yeah, as a character, it's not, she's just kind of like yearning for two hours and then (laughs) she just wants to go on land. Yeah. And then eventually she does. It's kind of more of a story about her father and, And you know. She doesn't even talk for half the movie. That's true. She loses yeah. her voice. Well, so yeah, then she this, this girl That's might the be the easiest a, yeah. first gig ever. All she she only time she opens her mouth is to sing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this is a perfect role for her. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, do any other casting? I saw Aquafina got cast in it. Oh really? I didn't see that. Uh, Aquafina and um, uh, uh, the kid J- Jacob Tremblay, who like is in every movie now. Who's that? The kid from Room. The kid who won an Academy Award or was nominated or something? I don't know. For Room? He's like the... He's like... Jacob Tremblay? He's like the the other, like, young teen little boy white actor who's not on Stranger Things. (laughs) 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 So if you're thinking about the Stranger Things kid, it's like, no, it's that other kid. He's a little younger than the Stranger Things kid. He's a little younger. He was in that movie Room with uh, Brie Larson. You're thinking of The Room with Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> the room um yeah yeah uh that's all i have uh for news stuff do you have any other news or um i know you probably want to talk about uh spider-man yeah are we ending with that or um we what else do you have uh, that's that's all i have oh yeah we, let's talk about spider-man all right all right, Spider-Man review starting now. Um, did you see Spider-Man Homecoming? No. Um, there's too many Spider-Man movies to keep up there's, with. There's two. There's only two now. No. Of this, of this. Thank you. Of this. Of this w- run. Of within the last 10 years, yes, there's only two. <laughs> no, uh, the the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that was like, that was a long time ago. It wasn't 10 years, it but was, it was like yes. probably six years ago. Right. Yeah, but these are the only. I'm, I'm talking about like post like Aven- MCU. I'm talking like post Avengers MCU Spider Man movies. There's only been two so far. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming, I did not see, and this okay. is Spider Man the opposite, Far From Home. Yes, it's Spider Man Homecoming and then Spider Man Going Away. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, so just some background for me as a Spider-Man fan. I'm a giant Spider-Man fan. I know. We um, already posted a picture of your Spider-Man tat. Yes. I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero. So I go into these movies wanting them to be good, which uh, makes the catastrophic failure of some of them really heartbreaking. Because I'm not I'm not a fan who's so invested in like, oh, I just love the property that like I can't see the flaws of it. Right. Um. I so this movie I think I enjoy Spider-Man Homecoming a little bit more. Um I think it's a it's a more solidly told story than this. Mm-hmm. Um overall I'd grade this movie probably a B minus. Oh. Um so do you care if I spoil it for you or not? Um you can spoil it for me entirely. Okay. So uh in this story, so this is it takes place um, after the events of Avengers Endgame, which you have seen. Yes. Um, so, you know, Tony Stark is dead and Peter's still dealing with that. Um, and they start off the movie by kind of dealing with like the kids who have come back from being snapped and they're still young, but they're they call it something else. They call it the blip. The blip. Because they wouldn't have known that it was the snap of the fingers with a gauntlet on. Like normal people wouldn't know that. Right. So they wouldn't call it the snap. Okay. Um, and the snap was, uh, yeah, only the Avengers would know that that's 
because I don't think the general public is aware of Thanos and like okay, the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet and all of that. They're just kind of aware that half the population or half the life in the universe uh, went away and then came back. Um, which everyone talks about very casually in this in this movie, um, right. yeah. But anyway, um, so they deal with that, and then so uh, Spider Man wants to his he's going on a school trip with his classmates, and he sees the opportunity of Tony Stark dying to kind of like not necessarily move on from being Spider Man, but to um, not necessarily. Uh, be an Avenger anymore. Like he just kind of wants to be a a regular kid. Yeah. No, he wants to be Spider-Man, but just kind of like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who can still go on class trips. Neighborhood, not friendly global. Right. Or universal. Universal Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So he wants to stay at Sony. He wants to stay. He wants to stay at Sony. He does not want to go universal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Edward, um, (laughs) Edward that, uh, so then he, uh, um, uh, there's this guy named Quentin Blake, uh, who the public starts calling him Mysterio, who shows up um, and he's uh, that's Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, oh, or Kevin Brown. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he shows up to start. He he shows up because he's. Uh, it appears that he's helping. Uh, he's defending Earth from these elemental monsters, which are like these giant CGI like monsters that are made from like Earth, fire, water. And earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, earth, wind, and fire. Sick. Um, <laughs> sick soundtrack on this movie. Yeah, and so uh, um, he's uh, Spider-Man is recruited by Nick Fury um, in the middle of his trip to help Quentin Blake fight these monsters, and and because of that, it's kind of ruining Peter's life because he he's trying to get with the girl that he likes, but he can't because he's all, he's always having to leave and be Wait, dishonest. What are the monsters made of? Earth, water, fire, and wind. And heart? No, not heart. Is he trying to save the Earth from a bunch of Captain Americas? Or not Captain America. Captain, Captain Planet? Planet, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I wish. That would okay. have been great. Um, but anyway, um, so Peter is kind of... Uh, he doesn't think he can fill the shoes of Tony Stark and all that. And um, so he kind of... Resi- and Tony Stark, a, a big thing. Tony Stark leaves his like glasses for Peter. Those like blue glasses that like can do whatever. <laughs> can Which, do everything. Yeah. Um, the magic glasses he leaves them behind for Peter, and basically says, "Peter, you're the next like leader of the Avengers." He doesn't say necessarily the next Iron Man, but that's how Peter kind of interprets it. So he's like, "You're going to be the next leader of the Avengers," basically. And Peter kind of resents that because he thinks he's not worthy of it. He's like mm-hmm. just a kid, and he just wants to live his life. So uh, he thinks. Is there a copy of like Tony's consciousness in the? No, glass? Okay. no, no, no. Okay. I I, th- I was thinking there would have been. Yeah. Um and. And at first, I was kind of relieved that it wasn't because, like, okay, good, this movie can kind of be its own thing apart from Tony Stark. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> and now, after watching the movie, they should have just done that because, like, there's so much of this dramatic elements of this movie hinge on Tony Stark. It's like, we might as well just had him in the movie. With, like, flashbacks or what? No, um, we'll get into that. Uh, so, uh, Peter, because Quentin Blake seems to be this, like, noble guy who, like, can do no wrong. Peter's like, you know what? You should be the next uh, Iron Man or next leader of the mm-hmm. Avengers, and mm-hmm. give and gives this guy the glasses. Big mistake. Yes, and then this all happens, mind you, in the first like thirty to forty minutes of the movie. Yeah, uh, he gives the glasses to Quentin. Now it, it, the movie's two and a half, almost two and a half hours long. So it happens maybe in the first 35, 40 minutes, and he get the first quarter of the movie. Let's just say the end of Act One is Spider Man giving him the glasses. Yeah, and. <laughs> The movie then 
quickly becomes a cartoon, which is in not literally, but like, like in its sensibility into the spider verse. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes animated type. Um, no, it becomes very cartoon in its sensibilities where like literally the tone, like, uh, so as soon as Spider-Man gives him the glasses, it's after this big battle where they fight one of the fire monsters or whatever. And he gives him the glasses and he's like, you're the new Spider-Man or whatever. And he leaves. So, and then we, we're left with Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's like, then he snaps into like being Jim Carrey all of a sudden. Like, what? It, like from the mask? <laughs> like, like he puts the glasses on? Yeah. And then he becomes Ace Ventura. No. He, he, he takes the glasses and then like his performance changes from like very like noble uh well-spoken like wise like kind of guy to like this like slimy kind of like game show host what? <laughs> like that's like his like uh, in his affectation not necessarily like he's not a game show host but he's like he's like <laughs> all right that was that was easy wasn't it we got got we needed guys and like and it's revealed that he he okay here's where the movie i think becomes it both beco- becomes crazy and kind of stupid, but also becomes a version of the Spider-Man movie that I kind of like. Um, it is revealed that he is a fo- he is um, before I reveal that it, it's revealed that he has been um, faking this all along. And he, you're kidding. Yeah. And he has created the elemental monsters. You're kidding. Using like um Using uh like uh projection projecture projectures projections and drones. So and when you said they were CGI monsters, you literally they're, meant they're literally <laughs> CGI monsters. In fact, his like r- actual costume that is revealed underneath like the projection of his like Mysterio costume is like one of those motion capture suits what? that they wear on, in movies. Yeah. It's like literally yes. a motion capture. It's suit? gray and has all the things all over it. I don't know if you'll be able to find a picture of it, but um, it's really funny. Uh, it's kind of a meta joke on like or comment on these movies but anyway he it's revealed that he's like been using elaborate illusions and like a team of of people um to like trick peter or shield whichever one would come first to give him the the control could give him those glasses because with those glasses comes the control of all the stark tech and all the, right. the planetary defenses and stuff and and he so that's fine that's great because mysterio that from the comic books that is mysterio he's a guy who um uses tricks because he's smoking mirrors yeah he uses smoke and mirrors quite literally often to (laughs) trick people into doing his bidding and to manipulate spider-man right that's like perfect and that and i feel like (laughs) that's where that should have stopped but his motivations are ludicrous because they feel like they need to um tie everything back to tony stark um and i've it's a bummer because his motivations are insane because okay once he gets the glasses all right the so it's revealed that he is a former employee of tony stark who was like fired or something he would so you remember in uh it was one of the avengers movies maybe it was captain america civil war where tony does that scene where it's like young tony and his father mm-hmm. and like it's like revealed that it's like a, at a expo and tony comes out and it was like all a hologram yeah vaguely yeah. yeah it's it's a it's a passing scene you wouldn't remember it otherwise and they go to great lengths to remind you of it in this movie um uh they they cut to like this comically like de-aged uh jake gyllenhaal who's like standing there in like a steve jobs like looking turtleneck like kind of embarrassed because there's like a throwaway joke in that movie where 
Tony Stark calls like the, the acronym for the technology is like B something, blah, 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 blah. And eventually it spells out barf. And then the crowd kind of giggles and they move on. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character is so hurt that he, he belittled his, cause he created the technology, the, the hologram technology. technology. Yeah. And he's so angry that Tony Stark belittled his technology by calling it barf. And then I guess he fired him too, that like he decided to pull this elaborate scheme to try to embarrass Tony because like he doesn't really have any because he's not a bad guy necessarily he doesn't have any plans to like now I'm gonna like destroy everything or like kill everyone he just tricked Tony into get or tricked Spider-Man into giving him the glasses and then is going to like and now Mysterio will be the head of the Avengers but he has no other plan besides that does he know that Tony Stark is dead at this point okay because like you can't I mean, at that point, like you can't pull one over, and on that, and that's, and that's what I, that was my next point. I feel like this script or this Spider-Man story was written before the uh, it was decided that Tony Stark was going to die, because yeah. this would have made sense if Tony Stark was still alive and like he's seeking to embarrass Tony by showing to the world that like, hey, this is the guy you've entrusted with all your security, and I, I'm just some guy, and I tricked him into giving me the controls to it. Right. Um, that makes sense, but like. You pulling one over on a dead guy doesn't really doesn't really make any sense. Like, so what's your plan? <laughs> like, <laughs> so essentially, his plan as a character becomes: Well, I'm going to steal the tech so that Spider-Man has to fight me to get it back because that's what needs to happen in this movie. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it's just kind of if we because all of this could have been very simple. Mysterio could have just like he tells this elaborate story about how um, uh, you're from Earth 616 Spider-Man I'm from Earth blah 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 and these elemental monsters destroyed my home planet and they go from reality to reality destroying and absorbing planets so I'm here to save yours before they destroy yours like they did mine they could have gone with that story right (laughs) and had him just be a guy who like they could have had him be a guy where he is trying to do that, but then like at the but then he realizes like oh I could rule this planet. You could have gone that route. You could have gone the route where he is a liar and he is. Uh, you could have had a thing where like because the comic book Mysterio one of the one of the popular versions of him is he's like a guy who like wants to be a superhero but doesn't have any powers. So he yeah. like uses his tricks to like create scenarios that people need saving, and then he saves them quote unquote. Yeah, and then people celebrate him as a hero because he just wants to be loved. Uh, and Spider-Man gets in the way of that because he discovers that he's a fraud, right? You could have gone that route with this. Like, you could have gone, like, I think a much more interesting movie, um, but they wouldn't have made because it doesn't involve Tony Stark at every turn. Um, <laughs> you could have made a much more interesting version of the story where he's telling the truth, where, like, he is from a different version of Earth, because uh, we do have a multiverse, and he's from a different version okay, of Earth. I have a question about that in a moment. All right, hold on. So he is from a different version of Earth, and elemental monsters did destroy his planet, but it was his illusions got out of control. Yeah. And he was like, he wants to be a superhero so bad, he wanted to be the protector of his planet, so he created these monsters so that he could defeat them and then be a hero, but it got out of hand, yeah. and something went wrong, and it destroyed much of his planet so he came to earth this version to try to start over and do the same thing here Uh, but spider-man's like no you let it get out of hand last time i'm not gonna let that happen this time and now you have you have a great villain who you understand what he's trying to do but he's insane and spider-man has to stop him and whoop we have a solidly told story (laughs) there's no craziness there's no but because we need every character in the movie to to say iron man or tony stark every other line like we have to 
Right. Like, and it was kind of a bummer to watch. But but because of that, um, one thing I think that saves this movie from being a much lower grade for me is the their use of Mysterio in this movie was surprisingly really good. Um, what do you mean? Well, by the judging by the trailers of this movie and because what I know about the character, I thought Mysterio was just going to be a trickster with some illusions. But at the end of the day, the, the you know the biggest set piece in this movie, uh, the final showdown is just going to be Spider Man versus a guy with some lasers in like an un you know an unnamed European city at night. Because that's kind of what like a lot <laughs> of the uh, that's the standard uh, yeah, Marvel showdown. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it, that's what a lot of the promotional materials looked like. It was just like, oh, it's going to be you know a big sound stagey kind of thing, and it's going to be at night, and there's fire, and it's Spider Man against a guy with some lasers or something. You know, that's what I thought it was going to be. But actually, they go very comic book with it, and. Uh, because they choose to make Mysterio just a guy with um, visual effects and he has no superpowers, um, they they do he does like a lot of the classic Mysterio tricks and he uses his uh, illusions to like mess with Spider-Man's head and there's these like elaborate sequences of Spider-Man like going through these weird like uh, psychedelic like horror visions that he's that like he's causing with his projectors and stuff it's actually really well done like the Willy Wonka um crazy tunnel thing <laughs> yeah with the yeah. bees and stuff yeah. it's, it's kind of like that it's really good it's really well done and there's there's two really standout sequences that like really make this movie I'll go back and watch this movie again just to see the sequences there's one where it's like the first initial um fight he has with uh mysterio where he goes through the the willy wonka tunnel yeah um that's the first one is really good and then the last one that they do um because they kind of make a what spider the thing that spider-man uses to beat mysterio is he fully develops his spider sense which in the Mm. movie they jokingly call the the peter tingle which is really funny (laughs) his aunt keeps calling it that and it's, it's really funny but um the final sequence is Mysterio tries to do the Spider or tries to do the Willy Wonka tunnel again, but Spider Man's like he focuses and trusts his instincts as opposed to uh, he uses a meditation app. Yeah, he uses the calm app too. <laughs> no, and and I think there was they were trying to do something with the theme of like Spider Man trusting himself rather than second guessing himself. It's kind of clunky and doesn't quite land, but I get what they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, he has to focus and trust his instincts, and that allows his spider sense to fully develop. So like it's this scene where it's like it looks like the Willy Wonka tunnel, like the first sequence we saw, except now it's like at. Spider-Man is running and is like anticipate because he uses drones to execute the uh, the the illusions illusions. Um, and Spider-Man is like taking out the drones one by one. But they're like snapping in and out of reality because of what because we're seeing it from Spider-Man's perspective. And it's like really well choreographed and executed. I mean, it's all done in a computer like (laughs) but it's really well conceived and like it's really effective and it's really exciting. So it it was good. I, I enjoyed it. And Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, though crazy and cartoonish, was was good. Um, can I ask a question? Please do. Um, did they open at the end? Did they open up the actual multiverse and peek at Miles Morales? No, they left it ambiguous as to whether because we're for, we for sure know that Jake Gyllenhaal was lying uh, about being from another Earth, but we don't know that the multiverse is fictional. We or we don't know that that part was a lie in terms gotcha. of like there is no multiverse. They left it ambiguous. They didn't really address it. Um, yeah, and as far as like post credit spoilers, um, there's one where we see right at the last minute. Uh, so Spider Man's like, 
he's now doing his thing. He's in love with MJ and they're like together or whatever. And a big video comes up on Times Times Square screen or whatever. And it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, right before he died because he dies in this movie. Right before he died, he recorded a video saying Spider-Man, Spider-Man, because the public doesn't know that he was a villain yet. And so he's like, Spider-Man, I don't think I'm going to make it off of this tunnel alive. Spider-Man cornered me and said, no one can be the next Iron Man except for him. And then he has some like edited audio of like Spider-Man saying, kill them all. But he's talking about like the drones or whatever. Um, And so now uh, in in the person reporting the story is J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, uh, played played again by uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yes. yeah. Um, and so now the world, or yeah, the world now thinks that Spider Man is a villain, which will set up the next movie. I'm sure okay. somehow. That's and fun. there's another post credit scene where it's revealed that uh, in this movie, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill are actually Skrulls, those green guys from Captain Marvel. Have you seen Captain Marvel? I haven't seen Captain Marvel. In Captain Marvel, there's a race of shape-shifting aliens called Skrulls, and they're they're the villains for the most of uh, the Captain Marvel movie, except at the end, they realize, no, these people aren't villains. They're just fighting to survive, so they kind of become good guys. Okay. And so, I guess this movie now implies that they work for S.H.I.E.L.D., because at first, when you see them, it's like, so Samuel Jackson and Maria Hill are in the car, and they're driving, and they turn into, like, the Skrulls from uh, Captain Marvel, and at first, you're like, oh my god, are these evil Skrulls? But then you realize it's Ben Mendelsohn, like, the same character from the Captain Marvel, so we know he's a kind of a good guy, and then the, he calls Nick the real Nick Fury, and he's like, "Hey, man, you need to hurry up and get back from vacation. I don't like having to do your like errands or whatever." And um, Nick Fury is like sitting on a beach, but he stands up, and he's not on a beach. It's a hologram, and he's in space on like some big um, space station. And there's a bunch of different scrolls there, like working, working and stuff. And he's like, "All right, let's get back to work." So obviously, that ties into probably the next Guardians movie. Man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. You got to keep up, dude. I'm ex- no, I don't know, like, because Endgame might be a good exit point. But like, just listen to me talk about it. How excited are you, though? Not, I'm overwhelmed <laughs> at all of the everything Same you thing. just said. <laughs> I, uh, I feel about the Marvel universe right now like you sounded at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Which is just exhausting. That's fair. You got to find stuff to to get excited about with it, though, because there's. I mean, I think that's what the Marvel, the Marvel, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like a buffet. It's like a yeah. it's like a buffet where everything is good and you want everything, but you can't realistically enjoy everything. You can uh, eat everything unless you're you. <laughs> unless you're me, then you can't. In the buffet analogy or the Marvel analogy, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because in a buffet, like. You can't. You can eat everything, sure, but you're not going to enjoy everything because you may eat the first five things. You may enjoy the first five things that you eat, but then you're going to hit a threshold of where you're full, and then you're just eating just to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you're not going to oh, enjoy that's the it. Best. But you have to pick things about the buffet that you like and enjoy, and then you know, go for those things, and then the, everything else is just literal icing on the cake. <laughs> Um, um yeah so that's my review of spider-man b-, okay. b minus uh b minus b minus okay um last thing uh before we get out of here the marvel i heard because you posted about it the they re-released endgame and they like added extra footage that was apparently like not finished yeah it yeah. was like unrendered stuff of the hulk yeah it looks terrible did you see the pictures yes it looks but, real like bad. it looks like like 1992 
computer graphics. Someone said it looked like the Hulk video game from 2003. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That sucks. I can't believe they did that. It's it's such it's so like we all knew it was a cash grab and we all knew that it was Marvel's petty attempt to try to make a Marvel, you know, a Disney Marvel created property the number one grossing movie of all time. Right. To try to beat Avatar, they but failed. they but they were so blatant about it by putting in unfinished. Like it's crazy. Ironically though, because I know that for sure that's not going to make it onto like the official the blue, releases. The Blu-ray. Right. <laughs> They're going to clean it up by then. For sure. So ironically, that does make me want to go to theaters to see it. See the terrible You think footage. they're playing the long game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to get all the haters. We're going to get the exactly. hater money. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when wrestling promotions sell merch, like sell merch for the heels. Right. <laughs> that say like, this guy sucks, you know? <laughs> We're gonna count on the haters. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Marvel had that much forethought with that. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I do. I do want to see that. Terrible oh, you know, what we didn't footage. talk about that what? we can maybe touch on before we get out of here is uh, we didn't talk about the the Fourth of July Nikes and oh, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Let's talk about that real quick. So, uh, just to recap, Nike uh, uh, planned and uh, released uh, a Fourth of July Air Max. The Air Max One. The colorway was called. I forget. I think it was called the four, maybe just the Fourth of July colorway or whatever, yeah. and um, it was red. It was a red, white, and blue shoe with a um, with a an, uh, a picture of the uh, Betsy Ross American flag with thirteen stars on the mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And Colin Kaepernick voiced a, a public opinion, saying, "You know, the, I you know there we should be concerned about this because this is a flag that represented America at a time where we didn't have the same values in terms of human rights, and there were slaves and women weren't treated well." And things like that. And so after kind of some public pressure from those comments, um, Nike decided to cancel the shoe. They had already sent shipments out. So they not only did they cancel all future like sales of it, but they recalled any shipments that were already sent out. And then, of course, uh, the right uh, had a field day with this and tried to make it seem like. Um, Nike doesn't care about people who love the flag. Uh, Nike doesn't love American history. Nike, mm-hmm. n- people who buy Nikes hate America and hate the American flag. And it was just I'm burning my Nikes again. People, people, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was the people. People were calling for Nike boycotts and all kinds of stupid nonsense. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you think it was all a marketing ploy? No, to, that is, to make super exclusive. Well, for either stupid thing I've ever either heard. Either to make super exclusive Nikes because no. they're like so exclusive you can't technically no, buy them. No, because they they're, Nike's not selling them. I know. So if you have a pair, how exclusive is that? You could sell them for whatever you want. If you, if I was able but what, to get what, a pair, but why, why would Nike do that? What do they, what do they care? How it much make, you, it makes them so Nike, exclusive. Nike it's crazy. doesn't care about your resales on StockX. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Nike makes these shoes for six dollars a pair in Malaysia. They don't care what you do with it, how much you sell them for on eBay or StockX. They really don't. Uh, do you think okay then? Because Nike makes their money. Yeah, they from, don't make money. From they it, make yeah. their money from wholesales. Right. When they sell three thousand of them to your local uh, Foot Locker, that's where Nike makes their money. They don't make their money from you buying them on StockX from some guy in New Jersey who buys every shoe that comes out just so he can right. resell them. They don't care about that. Um, okay, then do you think that this was uh, an intentionally? Uh, choreographed thing where they're like we're gonna have these shoes and then colin we want you to before we release them publicly voice your opinion against them so that they can stir up some 
some press and then specifically like because they're on Colin Kaepernick's side, obviously, but to, to re-piss off the same people. Yes, Brandon. I think a a corporate, I think a multinational company that sells shoes all over the world, uh-huh. not just the United States, called Colin Kaepernick and said, hey, we're putting in a production, we're spending millions and millions of dollars to put a shoe in production that we're going to cancel in a week because we want to piss off some people in America who don't buy our shoes anyway. Great. So you agree with me? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great. <laughs> We're on the no, same page. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. There was a guy on the internet uh, who I posted about this. There was a guy who responded to this and was like, yeah, Nike's playing chess. They're playing the long game. This is all about like building up an image or like basically his argument was that like Nike is doing this to essentially like build up brand prestige by like having shoes that are super rare. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, man. Like, you know who, you know, the one shoe company that doesn't need help building up its prestige as a brand? <laughs> the biggest one we have, Nike. <laughs> True. If, if, if Reebok had done this, you might have an argument. If, you know what I mean? If like Birkenstocks had done this <laughs> or Teva. You know what I mean? If British Knights had done Tiva? this? No. Tiva would just go ahead and... T- I, actually, Tiva already does, I'm positive, have a, a, a loose casual sandal, a sports sandal, that has the Betsy Ross yeah, dude, flag. If Fila had done this or Puma, then maybe you have an argument. But Nike doesn't need any help being... Uh, I don't know. I just, something feels... I think it's. I think it's, it planned. was very. I think it was very negligent for them to. And I think this probably illuminates a bigger issue with corporate America. Is I don't think there's enough decision makers at Nike with varying perspectives because someone should have told them this is a bad idea. It shouldn't yeah. have. It shouldn't have gotten to Colin Kaepernick on Twitter before someone was like, "Hey, maybe we should. Well, let's just put the modern American flag." That's what, that's what feels weird about it. It's like, but I see. I don't I think, would that, think I don't there think would be someone who would catch that. Yeah, you would think. You would hope there would be. But that's honestly that's what happens when most people who sit around your boardroom look and think the same way. I guess so. So, or they're trying to make these Nikes super exclusive and get a bunch of press to piss off the uh, Kaepernick haters. Nah, dude. But on that note, you can buy our newest weekly regular t-shirt with a Confederate flag on the front uh, (laughs) because we think that's a stellar idea. And there's no one here to tell us that it's not. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Any shout outs? Uh, Shout outs? Um, No shout outs. Shout out to Brad Velliker, uh, my friend and tattoo artist. I shout him out every episode. Every episode. What's up, Brad? Um, shout out to uh, Naomi, our, our oh, yeah. dedicated and loyal listener. She she responded to our um, our discussion about uh, the office, versus, the office parks. versus parks. She's also very wrong and thinks the office is better than parks, but it is definitely not. It's, there's a reason why parks is not leaving Netflix. <laughs> No, the reason The Office is leaving Netflix is because it's such a valuable property because so many people love it. No, man. That NBC is taking it the reason, so that they can charge people $10 a month on they, their own. They wish they could do that with Parks, but the reason they can't is because there would be a riot. <laughs> so dumb. 
no man yeah man yeah no yeah they're like okay we'll do it with the office because the office sucks let's yeah. take it off yeah. Netflix. we might as well just take it off <laughs> let's take off the number one stream show on netflix let's mm-hmm. take it off because it objectively sucks regardless of if people like it or not it sucks yeah. parks though yeah, which man. is our second best property we're gonna leave on there because if we took that off oh man people it would be, people would riot it would be a, a portland level riot yep People we people would be throwing quick dry cement milkshakes <laughs> at the NBC, NBC headquarters. Cool. Yeah, we're on the same page again. Yeah, Great. man, <laughs> we are definitely. Parks and Rec is a lovable show with lovable personalities. The Office is the exact uh, also opposite. a lovable show with lovable it's personalities the exact in a opposite. different way. <laughs> it's exa- yeah. It, it, as much as you love okay, people, we don't with, have to keep this debate. As much going. as you love people with personality disorder. <laughs> Do you not? Do, do, do you think that people with personality disorder do Don, not deserve love? Donald Trump would be a character on The Office. Wow. <laughs> he, he. No, he, Donald he, Trump is a character on Parks and Rec. No, he's not. 100%. Who? He, but like his like over the top cartoonish like buffoonery. Yeah, his hair would be a character on Parks exactly. and Rec. Exactly. But his personality would be a character no, on The Office. Like, he like, is no, Michael no, Scott. No, no. He's Michael the, Scott. Who's the count? He's not Michael Scott. He is. Who's the councilman who has the, who has the sex Dex scandals? Hart? Dex Hart. That's Trump. Uh, no, that's not yes. Trump. Yes. No. He has open sex scandals. And no. Everyone Everyone's like, Michael, ah, whatever. Michael Scott is Donald Trump. No. He's, he's running a company that he shouldn't be running into the ground. He's not he, running it into the ground, actually. <laughs> it's the only branch that is profitable. If you watch the show, you would know this. <laughs> he he is a terrible leader who doesn't listen to the people around him. He doesn't listen to the people around him, but he is actually, at the end of the day, a good leader. No, he's not. He, he lies is. to everyone around him. No, he doesn't. He, yes, he does. Sometimes. <laughs> no. Michael Scott, the biggest downside to Michael Scott as a person is that he can't just be honest and just own up to his shortcomings. He lies to everyone about well, because everything. Because he's incredible insecure about everything yeah and incompetent like donald trump no he's not incompetent he is incompetent he's he's insane and he does stuff but there's moments because they were specifically like this guy couldn't like he has to have the goods (laughs) to back it up yeah because no person like this could exist or let alone be president right this character we've created is completely unbelievable we have to give him a redeeming quality surely no one with zero redeeming qualities could ever rise to any kind of promise and then they went you know what let's make councilman dexart on parks and rec And everyone was like, man, this is a much better show. <laughs> yep. Stupid. Okay. Um, you can find me online at B-Shop, B-Shop, B-Shop. You can find me online at Asan the DJ and at Asan.com. You can find both of us uh, at Weekly Regular and at WeeklyRegular.com. Okay, bye. Bye.